at three and three, of course, some things are not going right for Boston College. On today's show, I'm going to give you three guys that need to have a bigger second half of the season. You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, welcome. This is Locked On BC, AJ Black. I'm your host and editor and publisher of 247's Eagle Insider. Today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself when you purchase a Jace case, providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat 50 plus infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. So three and three. BC is getting ready for their game against Georgia Tech on Saturday. And while we have been kind of focusing on the positives for the Eagles, looking at what they've been able to do, what they've been able to to accomplish, there's still obviously some doubts about BC being able to turn things around. When you when you're not playing at a high level, and and let's be real, they haven't played at that level yet. There's there's still things that need to be tightened up. And yes, I know the first thing most people are going to just say is the coaching staff. And yeah, I get that. But they're players too. And, you know, when you're looking at what positions and what players are are, are not getting to that level of what they need to be to make BC successful, there's a few names that stand out. And now I am not saying these players are bad. I'm not saying that they've had bad seasons. I'm saying they just need to elevate because if you listen to Jeff Halfley on Monday, and again, we're not at practice. You have to kind of take his word. You know, he's saying that they're going to get this, you know, both specific areas of this game to another level. So, you know, you can be very skeptical about that. I totally get it, but let's talk about that. Now, the first player that I think needs to have a stronger second half is Donovan Azaraku. Now, Donovan is the highest rated defender. So you'd be, you'd be thinking to yourself like, okay, what's, what's up with that? Well, Donovan has only nine pressures this year. He has one sack one. He had eight and a half last year. Uh, He has six pass hurries, no batted balls, 16 tackles. So his pass rush has dipped to 70.9 on uh, pro football focus. That is a big drop from last year when he had a 74.3. So you went from eight sacks to one sack right now. And you were hoping that going into the season that he was going to take that next step up and be one of the best pass rushers in the ACC. It hasn't happened yet. And, you know, if you're listening to, if you're listening to what Halfley says, and again, grain of salt right some of its scheme you're playing teams like uh holy cross who were just getting the ball out as fast as humanly possible you same thing with niu who weren't really throwing the ball at all obviously the same with army you have three games out of the six that he didn't have a chance to really do much of anything and when he played against uh when he played against army 
I believe he had a very good score. Yeah, he had 73. It's his third highest score of the season. So Halfley has said that he wants to unleash Azaraku, putting schemes together that are going to get him more in the zone that we saw against Virginia when he had six pressures, which is double the amount that he had the entire season. He had three other pressures the entire season. He had six against UVA. Now, I don't expect him to do that against some of these teams. Even Georgia Tech has a good offensive line. But as a rack, when you need you, this defense needs somebody, they need someone to be a game changer because we're going to get into that stat in the second second segment. When you look at what this defense has not been able to do, it's those big explosive plays. And we thought it would be as We thought it would be, you know, he'd be the guy that would really be the catalyst. And he uh, truthfully hasn't done that yet. Now he's going to get some opportunities and I'm really excited to see what he can do because you got Haynes King. Haynes King is going to be a, a quarterback that, you know, you should be able to get some pressure on. I mean, Georgia Tech doesn't have a ton of sacks that they've allowed, but you got that. Same thing with, you know, um, UConn and some of these other teams. You're going to get more opportunities to get sacks, but we're going to have to wait. That's going to be a big one to watch for. So he's one guy that, I mean, a number one, I think, on the defense has to be Azaraku. The next one is going to be Cam Arnold. You know, Cam Arnold when you look at his scores on pro football focus and you know, you, you wouldn't think he's having a terrible season. He's rated, he's got a 63.5. It's just watching the linebackers this year. You've got Vinny De Palma who has been solid. Vinny De Palma is solid every year. He doesn't, he isn't a spectacular player, but he doesn't make a ton of mistakes. He, you know, will make his, his tackles when he needs to. Um, he He's just a solid player, but he's not a game changer. You know, this, this, this year, it's his senior year for, for Cam Arnold. He's now been a linebacker for three plus years. He's no longer a safety. This should be his year to step up and, and be a leader in that second, in that, on that defense. And you just haven't seen it. No, you look at the Army game, there were times, especially when Army got going, that, that Arnold struggled. That he, he, you know, against that type of, you know, misdirection, he, he got sucked in for a few things. You know, his tackling in that game, he had a 27.7. Not good. Now, he has had some decent games. He had a decent game against Virginia um, with a 77.6 run defense. And he has 78.8 in run defense against Holy Cross. But it hasn't just, it just doesn't seem like he's taken that next step. And that's been tough. And when I look at what Jeff Halfley has said, Jeff Halfley said on Monday that over the break, that the, the team watched film and the coaches watched film and they looked to see what players are struggling or in certain schemes. Cam Arnold was one I thought about, but I don't, I don't think he'll remove him. I just don't, especially when you don't have Bryce Steele yet. You you're you're getting guys like Sione Hala, who's they're kind of you know dripping drips and drabs with him right now. So Cam Arnold's my second big one, 
in terms of the, the defense, those are my two big ones. You know, you got guys like she just lies and played all that much. Nando Paula, he's he's up there, but he's not a guy. I, I you know Cam Horsley's been fine. Honestly, some of the secondary guys, Elijah Jones has been okay. Uh, those, but those two, they're supposed to be the stalwarts of the defense. I would love to see them take that next step. We'll have to wait and see if that happens. Now, in a moment, I'm going to go to the other side of the ball, and there's one player in particular that I I I haven't seen it from him yet this year, and it's been really disappointing. And I'll explain who that is and why I think he needs a bigger second half in just a moment. Now, there's lots going on in the world, you know, with fires in Hawaii, hurricanes and tornadoes in, in Florida, earthquakes and more. But now the solution, the Jace case, it's perfect. It is a personalized emergency medication kit that contains five essential antibiotics that treat the most common and deadly bacterial infections. You'll have this in your house. If anything was to happen, it's right there for you. And the best part, you can customize your case and add additional life-saving medications based on your unique needs. Jace Medical now offers customizability for your Jace case with dozens of add-on medications. Choose the medications that best fit you and your family's unique needs. Now, when you buy a gift card for your family or loved one, they can get a Jace case for themselves. So you can send it to your family and friends if you think this is something they would like. It's an awesome opportunity here. So go to jacemedical.com and enter promo code locked on at checkout for a $20 discount on your order. You can't put a price tag on safety for your family. So go to Jace Medical right now. Enter that promo code locked on at jasemedical.com. Next, let's chat about FanDuel. FanDuel has been my jam this weekend. Watching, you know, it was a bye week for BC football, so I must have watched six, seven college football games, and I watched a lot of NFL football games. And right now, you can use FanDuel as you're watching, with new customers getting $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use as a wide range of betting options, including you know, spreads, player props. So player props is a great one. I've been digging the Phillies. Watching their their stadium has been nuts during the, during the playoffs. And so yesterday I was like, oh, I think Bryce Harper might hit a home run. Put a little wager there uh, to hit a home run. One, boom. Easy, fun, and it was just so simple to use. So you need to try it out too. Go to FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season with FanDuel the official sports partner of the NFL. This is Locked On BC. I'm your host, AJ Black. And we're talking about players that I want to see step up for the second half of the 2023 season. We got six more games left, seven if they can make a bowl. And, you know, the, the expectations are getting higher. You want to get through this part of the season and, and pull together some wins. You win this week against Georgia Tech. You, there's a potential that BC could pull, you know, and obviously a step at a time with this with this program, right? But you win this week, you get UConn next week. You're looking at four wins in a row, it potentially, right? Again, potential. Uh, then after that, I, I think it's Virginia Tech. 
you know, you're looking at you you're looking at maybe having a nice little run here that could get some momentum for your program. We just gave two players on defense that I said need to step up and have bigger second halves. Now I want to look at the offense and I'm going to talk about a player that Jeff Halfley talked about yesterday and one that Mitch, myself, all you folks have brought up a lot. And that's George Takis. If there's one player that has had a disappointing first six games in the passing game, it's been George Takis. He has four drops. He leads the team in drops with four. And it seems a lot more than that. But according to pro football focus, it's four drops. He has six catches. So he has six catches and four drops for your starting tight end. Not a good ratio. He needs to have a bigger second half. Now, if you talk to the coaching staff about Takis, they will point out, and Mitch, when he does his his game films, says the same thing. He's excellent at run block. He is a very, very good run blocker. So it's not fair to trash him as a player in general because when you get your running game going like you did with Garwo and Castellanos last game, Takis is a major factor in that. So he's done a nice job there. That's why I said specifically in the past game, he's been a complete non-factor. In fact, he's been more of a hindrance. So I hope, again, cross your fingers on this, that the staff, when they say that they they looked at things over the, over the break, they said, I mean, Halfley said that they're going to try to get the ball more to Takis, which gets a lot of snarky response on social media because they're like, oh no, that means more drops. But it's, it's true. You need to get your tight end involved. If you have, as Castellano said it too, when he had his part of the press conference, having him go out in the seam and catch little dump passes could be a very good addition to this offense. It's not there right now. And it's something a lot of teams just do. And they did it last year with Takis in general. He was a, he was a pretty decent, and when he wasn't completely banged up, he was a pretty decent pass catcher last year for his first year being in that role. He's just fallen off a cliff. I would love to see what he can do to see like if he's, you know, maybe he's just more of a rhythm guy. Like if you're only getting, you know, a handful of options every, uh, every game, you know, he's been thrown at trying to pull up the numbers here. I, I what 15 times targets. I lost his targets. Ah, Sorry. Anyways, oh, he's been targeted six times. Sorry. He has six catches, six targets. Uh, four t- Am I going crazy? No, he's four- Sorry. He's had 14 targets, five receptions. My goodness, AJ. Read the dang letters. I mean, numbers, okay? 14 receptions, 14 targets, five receptions. Not good. So that's one thing. So those are my three players. Are there any, are, is there any that you think haven't stepped up enough? Um, you know, maybe you think Jaden Williams, but I don't even think he's going to play a big role. Are there other players that you like to see? Maybe the secondary. Um, those are three guys I put on here. I think that need to step up because I know that the three of them have more in them. It's not like asking, and I'm not going to bash the kid, but like John pupil, right? I could put him on this list, but he's a, he's an Ivy league transfer. Like I can't ask him to become the next, uh, the next Troy Palamalu here because he's not. He's John Pupil. Like he's he's what he is. Like that's that's what the staff put him out there for, right? Takis, Azaraku, 
Cam Arnold, I think there's more in all three of them to step up in the second half. Now, I want to hear what you guys have to say. Leave that in the comment section. Let me hear what you have to think about. Now, the other piece I wanted to talk about when I was getting into things that need to improve was one specific stat. Now there's, a, you know, a bunch of different things. You can look at penalties. We've beaten that horse to death. And, and to be honest, uh, Halfley said it on Monday. I think they have five, pen- they had five penalties against army and like three against UVA. They're doing fine. That's, I feel like that was a blip. It looks like that is something that's been a problem that they've solved. Tr- drops. Sure. Maybe they need to, to get a little better. The thing that I I stress that they have not done enough is cause turnovers. They have six turnovers the entire season right now. They're they're in the I think what hundred and something in terms of their rank their rate um their overall rating in terms of uh, turnovers caused. A lot of turnovers can be luck, but I I was listening to something. Um, I was listening and I forget who I was. I heard him say it. Maybe it was, maybe it was halfway that said it that when you're in man coverage, you're less likely to, to cause an interception than if you're in zone coverage. And he has said that they've been using more zone coverage lately to try to cause more interceptions. So I'm interested to see if that, that thought has crossed his mind in terms of like how he's going to address it. It's just something that we need to see more of. You know, Haynes King has got six six interceptions this year. Uh, I think two of them came against Miami. So he's, you know, he's not going to give up a ton of interceptions, but it's there if he, if BC can do it. Um, so I need to see more turnovers for Boston College. Now, in our final segment, I want to get into the, uh, the opponent. I want to look at Haynes King for a little bit. I want to talk about why he brings something that I'm a little nervous about with Boston College, and I'll explain what he does so well that could cause an issue for BC in just a moment. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're in speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million, do- 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll Always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay's guaranteed fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride and dive alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit. Only available to U.S. customers. This is Locked on BC. I'm your host, AJ Black. On Friday show, we'll have Mitch on. Mitch and I are going back and forth about uh, Saturday's game. And we have been talking about who we think is going to win. And neither of us have been able to set a, set down what our prediction is going to be yet. You're going to want to hear it on Friday's show. So make sure you're subscribed to Locked on BC wherever you get your podcast or on YouTube. And if you're on YouTube right now, do me a huge favor and hit that like button, okay? Now, Georgia Tech is a very interesting team. Uh, when I was talking to Mitch about 
Mitchell Wolf. Uh, sorry, I keep talking about him, and hopefully you guys know who I'm talking about. But Mitch is one of our um, staff writers at Eagle Insider. He does a lot of game analysis. And when he looked at Georgia Tech, he kept saying, you know, yeah, George, uh, Haynes King has a lot of numbers, but he doesn't do what killed you with Louisville. Louisville took the top off your, your defense and just torched you deep over and over again. Georgia Tech is not as fast. And they throw the ball quick. They get the ball out quick uh, and try to just get the ball out of Haynes King's hands as fast as humanly possible. That That's going to be an issue for, for Azaraku because there's just not going to be as many sacks there. But what worries me about this game is King himself. King is one of the most efficient passers in the conference. When you look at what, you know, what, where he stands in terms of uh, rating. He's third in the ACC in passer rating. He's first in touchdowns. He is right out, you know, he's near the bottom in interceptions um, right there, but he's tied with, you know, one one more than Thomas Castellanos. But in terms of yards, you know, he's right, he, he's number four. He has a decent amount of yards per attempt. BC has not been challenged in the air since Louisville. Jack Plummer torched BC to, you know, what was it, 400 yards? Um, sorry, 388 yards and five touchdowns. BC is never going to win a game if they if they allow statistics like that. I don't expect Haynes King to do that. But I do expect him to stress this defense. Because if the defense comes out and makes mistakes like they've done against some of these other teams, King can make them pay. He's an efficient quarterback. He doesn't make a ton of mistakes. And he's he's got some talent around him. You know, not super talented in terms of like elite guys. And I again, like when you're comparing him against Louisville, I think Louisville has a lot more talent than Georgia Tech does. But this is a team that has been able to to beat um they beat Miami. They almost beat Louisville. There's a lot there. Haynes King is going to put a lot of pressure on guys like Amari Jackson, um, Kari Johnson, Elijah Jones to have big games. And it's on the road. I'm not sure where I think BC is going to be in terms of their defense in this game, in terms of how much they're going to be able to stop, but they're going to have to have a big game. They're going to be able, they need to start. They need to, again, as I said, cause turnovers and put some pressure on King, not allow him to sit back there and pick them apart. Saturday's game for Boston College is, I think, the biggest game so far for the Eagles. A win puts some serious momentum into them and, and gets them ready for a potential bowl game. A loss and everything is everything is again shuffled on the on the table. Everything could be thrown on the floor and things could still fix, but a win would be an enormous boost for the Eagles. Stopping Haynes King will be the biggest factor. We'll be back again tomorrow to talk more about things going on on Boston College's campus. We'll look more at the on Saturday's game, talk everything in between. My name's AJ Black. Follow me on Twitter at AJBlack247. You can get onto Eagle Insider right now for a dollar. If you want to check it out, we have BC Hockey blogger Mitch Mitchell Wolf, myself, doing recruiting. we got a ton of stuff with basketball coming up. It's something you don't want to miss. So head on over to Eagle Insider right now and sign up today. Thank you all so much. We'll see you all again tomorrow for another episode of Locked on Boston College. Your team every day.